Hope everybody's okay. Let these pretty girls do what they want to, you know. <laughs> well, we're glad to have everybody here this morning. Glad to have our visitor with us. Y'all get to know uh, Ronnie uh, this morning. Let him know how much you appreciate him being here. Okay? He's uh, new to our area, working in town. Uh, I wrote it down, but I gave it to her, so... <laughs> Anyway, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Luke, the first chapter. Since this is Christmas time, we're going to read about the Christmas story. Again with verse 26. I'll get my eyes focused. Luke 1, 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Rejoice, favored woman. The Lord is with you. She was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And the angel told her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not been intimate with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childish, for nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's slave, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we, uh, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for preserving this word for us that we may read it, study it together, understand more about our Lord and our Savior, the people that were involved in his life while he was here on this earth. We pray, God, that you would be with us this morning as we consider these things, and God, just touch our hearts. And help us be the people that you want us to be. And submissive like Mary to your will. God, we'll give you the honor and the glory for all of that. May decisions be made today 
that need to be made by all of us in this room concerning our relationship with you and walk with you. God, for all of this, we'll give you honor and glory in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen and amen. Discomfort and fear are things that we as human beings often experience in our daily lives. Uh, when it comes to our Christian walk, and that may be especially true when it comes to that Christian walk. Uh, it seems hard enough sometimes to be a Christian, be an example in the world that we should be, to be good people. That's a, that's a hard job in the world today. Folks, we're inundated, if you haven't noticed, <clears throat> we're surrounded everywhere by evil, uh, people and things that would lead us astray and have us uh, forget and forsake our God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once in a while, we become aware of God's special service He has planned for us. Every one of us every one of us that's saved and washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is called to service by God. Every one of us. He doesn't have any bench warmers. He has workers. And we need to understand that, that we don't just uh, get the, <laughs> the privilege of cruising through life and not doing anything. Uh, that can be... Uh, Kind of a daunting task to us because uh, <laughs> uh, we sometimes can say, Lord, I can't do that. I can't speak. You remember hearing those words in the scripture? I can't, I can't do this. I'm not bold enough to go to people and all that kind of stuff. You imagine how I felt as a 16 year old. 16 year old uh, I, that's when the Lord called me into the ministry, called me to preach when I was 16. And I was about as uh, backward and shy a person as you'd want to see. I'd get the nervous heebie-jeebies and shake and forget every rule of grammar I ever learned if I had to get up and give an oral book report in English class for 10 minutes or so. I just, uh, I'd lose it. I just couldn't do it. And the Lord called me to preach. <laughs> You think I ask him a question every once in a while? Lord, what are you doing? I can't do this. You know what I finally decided through him, by him? You can't. I can't. Folks, all God wants us to be as his children is a vessel for him to use in his service. I mean, it was it was it was bad and tough for me. Uh, it's often that way when the Lord makes us aware of anything that He wants us to do uh, to serve Him in a special way. We try to prepare for the future. All of us have plans for the future. We try to educate ourselves. Uh, we try to do it through our work experiences to. Uh, get a better position to learn more and uh, 
be a better person. It'd be beneficial to everyone to prepare to be the obedient servant of the Lord. That's what I'm going to talk to you about this morning is obedience. If you look at these verses, uh, look at uh, 31 through 33, and you'll see uh, God's command. Now listen, he said to Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Now, that was a pretty clear command. We have those things written down for us where God in the, in the Scripture uh, made a special effort to make his wishes and desires, his commands known to men. And, you know, oftentimes I think today we don't believe that God does that. But I'm going to tell you he does. Now, understand, God may not speak to us verbally. But folks, I'm going to tell you something. We have a miracle in our hands. It's called the Holy Scripture. God has spoken everything we ever need to know about our relationship to Him in here. You have any questions about what God wants you to do, look in here. And uh, as you read and study the Holy Spirit, is going to work with you and convict you, and God's going to speak to you through His Word, just as if He was verbally speaking to you. God commands every one of us as His children to be involved in His service, to do something for Him. Uh, as I said, He doesn't have any bench warmers. We're all supposed to do something from here to here. Uh, educated or uneducated. It doesn't make any difference. God uses everybody in his work. Uh, look at verse 34, and you will see what happened to Mary, just like uh, to a lot of us. Verse 34 says, He will reign over you in the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary asked the angel in verse 34, How can this be, since I have not been intimate with a man? <laughs> she was concerned. And uh, don't you know that a, that a young woman that was an a unmarried young woman back in those days, that's, uh, we're talking 2,000 years ago, you think people are prudish now? I'm, back then, people were kind of prudish, sure enough. And here's a, here's a young woman uh, who was uh, of marriage age but had never been intimate with a man she had no sexual relationship, we would say today, with a man. It was nothing. How can I conceive a child not having had relationships with a man? She was uncertain about that. Don't you know she was concerned about what people would think about her and everything else? She, all these things were racing through her mind. And when uh, God starts to work with us as individuals about things he wants us to do, our mind goes to high gear. We start turning the wheels. Well, now, if I do this, I'll have to do that. If I do this, I'll have to quit that. Uh, I'll have to go here. I'll have to go yonder. I'll have to prepare myself. Uh, I'll have to do all of that. Uh, I guess you could call me a schoolaholic. I loved, I loved school, and especially going to graduate school. I loved the seminary and the things that we learned. 
Uh, I could just I could sit and do that and listen to those guys that are professors. They're so smart and remember things that uh, I, that they should have forgotten years ago. But they've got minds like steel traps, most of them, and uh, they're so smart. And uh, I I just sit there and soak it up like a sponge. I enjoy it so much. Uh, I thought about becoming a teacher and professor myself. That's not what God wanted me to do. Now, he and I had a little discussion every once in a while, and I'll admit there was some kicking and screaming <laughs> in some of those discussions because I didn't want to do this. I'll be honest with you. This is not what I would have chosen to do. God did. Now, I have reconciled myself years ago to the fact this is what he wants me to do. Now, I've learned that that'll make you happier than anything else in the world. When you get in line with God and get in tune with him, get in step with him, you're going to be happy and satisfied. Now, you may not be the richest, the wealthiest, or the prettiest thing on the world, on the earth, but folks, you'll be happy walking with God all your life. And uh, that's a... That, that was some of the concern Mary had. Now, how, how can this be? Uh, the angel replied to her in verse 35, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. My goodness. Can you imagine a young woman, and some scholars think as young as 15 or 16 years old, uh, because she had, she said she hadn't been intimate with a man, well, it wasn't it wasn't too much beyond that age that most women were betrothed and married uh, to a man. And uh, can you imagine how how Mary felt that this was an impossibility to her? She couldn't understand what was happening. Uh, but uh, the Spirit said, God's going to be using you to accomplish His purpose. <laughs> now, just humanly speaking, looking back on things, we have a different perspective than Mary did. But can you imagine how a young woman felt when she talked with God? And God told her she was going to be the mother of, of God here on this earth, a human representative of Him. Look, if that wouldn't take your breath away, I don't know what would. She had to be shocked, first of all, that she was going to be with child. Secondly, that it was going to be the offspring of God Himself. My goodness, folks, what a blessed woman she was young woman, and God blessed her. She must have been very special. She must have been a very upright and faithful religious person. She must have been for God to have chosen her to be the earthly, physical mother of Him on this earth. You think about that. We don't have a one God. We don't have three. We've got three personalities. We've got one God. God entered the womb of Mary and was born an eight-pounder. 
and he grew. That didn't mean that he was not in control of things. We don't think babies are much in control of anything the way they thrash around. But listen, God is everywhere all at one time. Just because God was in Jesus doesn't mean God wasn't in the world. We need to understand that. Our God is an awesome God. We sing about that. We talk about it. But the God that we serve is a mighty God that can do whatever he wants to do. And I'm going to tell you something. If he can save an old reprobate like me, he can do anything. I had always been a stellar character, you know. I live all above all sin now. I don't do that anymore. You believe that, don't you? If you believe that, I got some, I got some real estate in Florida I'd like to talk to you about. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. God uh, very often offers proof of his might and his ability. Uh, he, uh, as, as a proof to Mary, this is what he said. Consider your relative, verse 36, consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. She's past childbearing age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless for nothing. Circle that, underline it, do whatever you got to do to remember it. For nothing will be impossible with God. Now, you need to, if you got a computer at home, you need to go home and highlight that thing and make that nothing in bold. You need to understand there's not anything that God can't do. There are a lot of things he won't do, but there's not anything that he cannot do if it's his will. Well, I'm telling you, uh, this initial shock was followed by a confrontation with God. She wanted to know how he answered that. Uh, and he gave the explanation to her that uh, God's going to be using her to accomplish his will and his purpose. And he gave the illustration of Elizabeth. She's going to be, she's with child too. And she was barren, but she's, she's going to have a son that's going to be your predecessor, your beforehand. Now, y'all know who that was, don't you? That was John the Baptist. Y'all know, I mean, I, I've seen a lot uh, of movie depictions of John the Baptist and his uh, animal skin clothes and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what kind of fellow he was or what he looked like. All I know is that God was on him in a mighty way. God used him as the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He plowed the field. He planted the seed. God brought forth the growth and the harvest from the world. But John was the one that God chose to do what he wanted done beforehand. Now, Folks, I'm going to tell you something. There may be people in, in this room, and I believe all of us have a calling of some kind from God. But some of us have had special callings uh, to do things that the Lord wanted us to do. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. It's a whole lot easier to surrender to it and do it. You'll be a lot happier and a lot safer if you do it, what God wants you to do. 
you can fight with him, you can book him, you can try to stay away from him, and I tried that. I have tried. I tried for years to be in the insurance business and, and uh, own a grocery store, a little convenience store, and all kinds of stuff. I tried just about everything. I grew up in a grocery store, and I thought I'd, I'd set the woods on fire if I owned one. Ugh. That's not what God wanted me to do. I've tried everything. I thought later on in life I could sell insurance. I got, uh, all of the tests that I took said I was adept at doing that. I ought to be able to do it. I had the personality. I, I didn't mind talking to people and all that kind of stuff. And I could, boy, I, I could make a good presentation. Uh, I, <laughs> I made a presentation to some people that were much higher elevated in, in the economy and the uh, status in, in the community than, than I was and w with no fear. But that's not what God wanted me to do. And I was not as successful as I could could have been otherwise. Well, I made enough to have food, pay a bill or two, but that's about it. God is not going to bless us when we're doing things outside of His will. When we get in His will and do things according to His plan, He will bless us. Just, just put it that way. He'll bless us. Um, and if we, we need to prove some kind of way, he'll send the proof to us. Uh, Mary was, <laughs> she was shocked and uncertain about bearing a child and, and never having relations with a man. And uh, he said, well, take, take Elizabeth for example. I'll just give her to you for an example. She's an old woman. She's beyond childbearing age. She's pregnant. She's going to have a child. Got a child. Six months old. You go see her, see how things have been accomplished by me through her. It's been a miracle. She shouldn't have been able to bear children. Now, ladies, y'all know there comes a certain point in your life where you become unable to, to get pregnant. Just unable. It's physically impossible. That had happened to Elizabeth, yet God moved over her in a mighty way and implanted John the Baptist's seed in her. He came out a preaching fool. <laughs> he went everywhere uh, preparing the soil for Jesus. God offers proof to us if, if, we, uh, if we ask him. Now, when God calls us, we feel like God's calling us to a special service. It doesn't hurt to talk to Him. But we have to listen, too. And you know how you listen? God talks to us right here. This is how you listen. Don't expect a lightning bolt from heaven to strike you. Don't expect a, a thunderous voice to speak to you in the night. Open this book and quietly let God speak. Because he'll speak to you through his word. He's spoken to hundreds of thousands that way. And folks, the lesson that uh, had to be learned 
Mary had to learn and we have to learn is in verse 37. You see what it says? For nothing will be impossible with God. Now we need to, we need to get that in our mind. Nothing will be impossible with God. God could be evil if he desired to. Do you know that? Nothing's impossible for him, but he does not desire that, will never desire that. That's not who he is. That's not his nature. But he can do anything and cause anything to happen, even if it's contrary to nature. We see some pretty amazing things sometimes watching the news about the weather. I've seen tidal waves, and I don't know how those work yet. I don't know. They, they talk about different weather conditions and uh, some kind of earthquake somewhere shaking the earth and, and uh, making things like that happen. Uh, explain to me how in the world all that molten lava in the center of the earth finds a crack and makes its way to the surface and erupts and forms a volcano. You and I don't know. And those are simple little things to the Lord. Nothing's impossible with him. If he wanted to snap his fingers today and obliterate all of his creation, he could. That's all he's got to do. And we're gone. Everything's gone that he's ever created if that's what he wanted. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. People want to know when the end's going to be. I'll tell you when the end's going to be. I know exactly when it's going to happen. When the last person alive on the face of the earth says yes to Jesus Christ as their Savior, that's when Jesus is coming back. When the last person that's alive that will ever say yes to Jesus says yes, it's over. It's over. He's not going to come back as long as anybody here could profess faith in Jesus and go to heaven. That's just not who he is. I, just, I believe that with all my heart. And we look around us at the world and it's getting worse every day and less and less people are turning to Jesus. But folks, they're still turning to Jesus as their Savior. You read and look around the world in the news and stuff at, at revivals that are happening and uh, all that sort of stuff. Hundreds of people are still being saved every year in this world. God's not going to come back as long as that's happening. He's going to give everybody a chance that's alive that would accept Jesus, the opportunity to accept Jesus and be saved and be in heaven with him. When the last one does it, there's no need for him to delay any longer. That's the only reason, in my heart, that's the only reason I can think of that he hadn't come already. Folks, if, if I read the scripture right and I see how the world's going to be in the end time, we're rapidly approaching that in this old world. We're getting worse and worse and worse all the time. And I, I just wonder how long the Lord will put up with it. But you know, every once in a while, he has to shake us and get our attention. <laughs> you you have, ever have an adult grab you and kind of shake you like that and say, boy, look at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> And look up, uh-huh. Don't want to look up and look mama in the face. It was, most of the time it was mama, not daddy. Uh, she got the, the duty and the responsibility. <laughs> and uh, I, I was more afraid of her than I was my father. Uh, 
she applied the paddling better than he did. And uh, I'll be honest, I didn't want to mess with her. She was just like messing with a stick of dynamite, and she was redheaded anyway. Does that make any difference? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I didn't mess with her too much. Loved her to death, but uh, I was careful to try to do, if not <laughs> what she wanted me to do, I did that other stuff secretly, not to let her find out. Now, after I got grown, I found out she knew more than I thought she did. She just didn't kill me, and I should have been killed. You know, there have been many times in my life God should have killed me. Should have, because of my behavior and my insult to him. Folks, when we're a Christian people, when we profess faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and know he's accepted us and we're saved, we're shameful and a disgrace to him when we're openly sinful in the world. Even when we sin inside of our heart, nobody else knows it. He knows it. We need to try to be above all sin. Now, we can't. As long as we live here on this earth, we're going to mess up. But folks, we ought not to do it intentionally. It ought to be by accident when we do it. And this... Uh, this young woman, Mary, and an old woman, Elizabeth, they must have been in that category. They were godly women, and God chose them to be blessed among women for all time. Look at verse 38. I want you to look at what Mary said. <laughs> I am... The Lord's slave. <laughs> she, she didn't argue with him. She didn't fuss at him. She didn't try to get out of the deal. She didn't do anything. God said, I'm going to put a child in your womb, even though you've never had a relationship with a man that you're going to bear, that's going to be my son. Mary said, let it be done to me, as you say. Whatever God wanted of her life, that's what she wanted. Folks, we need a dose of that in the world today. We need more and more Christian people, people that claim to be Christ, to say, let it be done to me as you will. I'll do what you ask me to do, even if it causes me discomfort. Now, <laughs> I've told you all before, I admire you ladies that have children anyway. Whew! I can't imagine. Now, most of the babies I see have, have a di diameter of a head. I don't know. Little fellas have a five or six inches, four inches. Doesn't make any difference. Four. And I know where they come from, girls. I'm not ignorant of this physiology, let's say, or physical nature. I know where they come from. And that's an impossibility. Every time a child is born, it's a miracle to me. That's just a little miracle from God. And it's, that you girls live through it is a miracle to me. And if you're ignorant enough to do it more than once, 
God loves you. <laughs> that's, that's just my opinion. <laughs> and I don't mean to be ugly and call you ignorant, but that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is, you know. I mean, and if, if you're beyond the first one, you ought to be hugging mama every day and saying thank you for my existence, you know. Uh, and even if you're the first one, you ought to thank her for bearing you and doing what she did to get you into this world. That's a miracle. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, when, uh, when the angel got through talking to Mary, the scripture said he left. He left. It was just that simple. God doesn't have to hang around when he makes his message clear to us. He doesn't have to hang around and browbeat us into doing or shouldn't have to have the take the time to browbeat us into doing anything. If we want, again, I say, if we want a word from God when we feel like God's calling us to do something special, we have the answer. And none of us, folks, look at me. If you don't get anything else today, you look up here and get this. None of us is above doing what God tells us to do. Now, I can, I can remember being a, a teenager and mother telling me to do something. You know, that sometimes I'd say, oh, mama. We don't need to be that way with God. When God tells us to do something, you know what our answer should be? Yes, sir. Show me the way. That's who we are. When we're lost and without Jesus as our Savior, God says to us, this is what you need to do. You need to get on your face before God and ask him to forgive you of your sins and ask Jesus to be your Savior, come into your heart, change your life, make you his child. Now, folks, we all know how painful it is physically to give birth to a child. Can you imagine the pain Jesus had to go through to give birth to a Christian, much less millions of Christians? Folks, think about it. When Jesus hung on that cross, he bore all the discomfort, all of the discomfort for the millions of people who had to repent. He took all of that sin upon himself the grief of all of that sin, the pain of all of that sin, and he took it away upon himself. Oh, we got a Savior, folks. Oh, we got a Savior. He loved us that much. He wasn't afraid of the pain. He took it upon himself. You, if you haven't decided that that Jesus should be your Savior. You need to do that today. It doesn't matter how big you are, how old you are. If the Lord has spoken to you today about being His child, you need to be. You need to surrender to Him. Folks, if you're a Christian and been a Christian for years, you need to be like Mary. If God said something to you, you need to do some change in your life, something that you need to do for him special, you need to be 
of the mind to, of Mary and say, whatever you want, do unto me as you will. I'll do it for you. Folks, that's, that's what we need to do in our relationship and our walk with the Lord. We need to come to him as our Savior, and then we need to start acting like we belong to him and doing what he wants us to do. Let's stand, okay? Have a word of prayer. And uh, I don't know about a time of invitation. I'm just going to ask you, uh, during the prayer, uh, as uh, Michelle plays some, some music, uh, after our prayer, you just uh, come on. We won't have any singing. We'll just have music. Okay, let me pray. Father in heaven, we uh, we thank you today and praise you for our salvation. God, as fearful as we are to turn the control of our lives over to you, it's the best thing we could ever do. You're going to love us as no one else. You're going to guide us as no one else. You're going to protect us as no one else. You're going to be everything to us if we'll just surrender to you. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning that never has surrendered to you and asked forgiveness of their sin and received that free pardon of sin that you offer, may they come today. If there's anyone here who's been living a life that is not pleasing to you and doing things that dishonor you in the name of Jesus, God, uh, may they repent today and be drawn to you. God, and uh, as a word of encouragement to other people, may they come as testimony of making their heart right with you. Lord, whatever the reason, people have on their mind you just deal with them and you more than anything else God answer the requests and the prayers we'll give you the glory for that in Jesus name now with every head bowed and every eye closed as the music plays you listen attentively God wants you to Move, you move. Don't do it for me, sweet don't do it for anybody else. You do it yourself. Prayer, okay? Sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me my father's throne. Come on, now. listen to the Lord. In seasons of distress and grief, my soul. Thank you all for being here.